Transylvania is a place synonymous with all things paranormal. A region so scary it should be twinned with Jurassic Park. And of course, it's known as the home of the vampire. I promise that we will return to Transylvania in a future episode with the focus firmly on those neck-obsessed, nocturnal, coffin-dwelling, shape-shifting creatures. But this time out, we're looking at a forest located within Transylvania that doesn't have ties to vampires, but is claimed to be one of the scariest, most paranormally active places on planet Earth. UFOs, ghosts and baffling disappearances are reported here all too often. So tonight join me as we arrive in Romania and enter the darkness of the Hoya Bachu Forest. Welcome to episode 45 of How Haunted, a weekly paranormal podcast where each episode we explore the horrible history and terrifying ghost stories of one of the most haunted places on planet Earth. I'm Rob Kirkup, author, paranormal historian and ghost hunter from the northeast of England. Allow me to be your guide as we dare to investigate in depth the often dark and troubled history of each location and of course, the chilling tales of the ghosts that reside within. This week, we dare to enter a place which has been called the Bermuda Triangle of Transylvania and ask, just how haunted is the Hoya Bachu Forest? Listener discretion is advised, as each episode of How Haunted will feature gruesome tales, horrific happenings, bloody murder, and ghosts. So many ghosts. Listen on if you dare. Hoyabachu Forest, believed by many to be the scariest forest on the planet, is situated to the west of Cluj-Napoca, Romania's second city, and a city nicknamed the Heart of Transylvania. The forest is believed to have existed since prehistoric times, and archaeological excavations have produced evidence to allow us to understand a little of the earliest days of what we now know as Hoya Bachu Forest. Humans have inhabited the area since the Paleolithic era, which began around 3 million years ago. It's also known as the Old Stone Age, and it's a period in human history 
that covers the time from the earliest known use of stone tools by hominids through to the end of the last ice age around 12,000 years ago. During this period, humans would have lived here in small societies of hunter-gatherers. Between 500 BC and 106 AD, the Dacians held the territory that included the forest. They were a Thracian tribe. The Thracians were an Indo-European speaking people who inhabited large parts of Southeast Europe. The Greeks and Romans considered them to be barbarians, always ready for war. The Dacians held the forest in high regard, considering it a sacred place where rituals and ceremonies were conducted. This deep reverence for nature was later adopted by the Romans when they occupied the area. The forest is named Hoya Bachu for a local legend in which a shepherd named Bachu led his flock of 200 sheep into the forest and simply vanished. No trace of him or his herd of sheep were ever seen again. The forest now bears his name as a chilling reminder to those thinking of entering the mysterious 740 acre woodland. The tales and accounts surrounding the forest vary, ranging from supernatural encounters to paranormal activities, providing an intriguing backdrop for those who venture within its boundaries. One of the distinctive features of the Hoyabachu forest is the peculiar appearance of its trees. Many of them exhibit twisted and contorted forms, taking on unnatural shapes and angles. This unique phenomenon has sparked speculation about the forest being a source of supernatural energy, while scientific explanations such as genetic mutations and environmental factors have been put forth. The mystique of the deformed trees remains intact, adding to the forest's aura of intrigue. The forest is renowned for the paranormal phenomena reported by visitors and locals alike. Witnesses claim to have experienced unexplained lights, disembodied voices and an overwhelming sense of unease while traversing its winding trails. The most famous occurrences is the alleged appearance of UFOs and mysterious orbs of light, captured in photographs and videos over the years. Skeptics argue that these sightings could be attributed to natural phenomena or visual tricks of the mind. Nevertheless, the forest continues to evoke an air of mystery that entices both believers and skeptics to explore its depths. One of the forest's most iconic features is the clearing, also known as the Hoyabachu Circle. This circular patch of land within the forest is characterised by the absence of anything grown at all, and it's become a focal point for alleged paranormal activity. Locals have long believed that this barren area of the forest is cursed. Some have speculated that it may be an ancient burial site, and that those who enter may be affected by negative energy. Scientists have been unable to explain why nothing grows here. Soil samples have been taken away and proved that the soil is fertile but nothing ever grows here, and here only. People have reported experiencing nausea and dizziness while standing within the clearing. Some speculate that these circles serve as gateways to other dimensions, while others believe that they are remnants of extraterrestrial activity. Scientists, on the other hand, have attributed the circular clearing to weather phenomena or animal behaviour. The existence of these circles remain a topic of debate, encapsulating the forest's enigmatic nature the clearing attracts Romanian witches under the cover of darkness, and those who wish to cleanse the area of anything evil that may hang over it. In 1968, Hoya Bachu Forest hit the headlines when a military technician by the name of Emil Barnier photographed what he claimed was a UFO hovering over the clearing. Barnier had nothing to gain and everything to lose for publicly speaking out about this. 
which was perceived by the government as madness, as was anything paranormal. It cost Barnier his job and his reputation, but his photograph was considered to be genuine by many experts in the field the world over. This was the catalyst for a myriad of paranormal occurrences reported, which draw inquisitive souls into the forest in search of its ghosts, and the answers to its mysteries. Before long UFOs were being seen, as well as strange lights, and electronic devices malfunctioning within the forest. Then there are the ghostly apparitions. It's said that those who venture into the forest at night may encounter the restless spirits of the dead. Many visitors to the forest have reported seeing ghostly figures and shadowy beings lurking amongst the trees. Green eyes are seen watching people from within the trees, staring, never blinking. Some claim to have encountered the spirit of the forest's namesake, Bachu, while others have reported hearing disembodied voices whispering in the wind. Some have claimed to hear the barring of sheep, despite there being no sheep here. There have been many accounts of people coming out of the forest with conditions that they didn't suffer from before going into it. These range from potentially psychosomatic feelings such as unease, disquiet and being so scared that they are physically shaken and their teeth are chattering, to actual physical and inexplicable conditions such as severe rashes, headaches, high fevers and even burns. There is a theory that this could be due to the higher than normal levels of radioactivity in certain parts of the subsoil due to the presence of natural uranium, but this isn't proven. The most bizarre and compelling of all of the reported phenomena at Hoyabachu are the disappearances, which have led to it being known as the Bermuda Triangle of Transylvania. It all began with Bachu and his flock of 200 ill-fated sheep, but these were by no means the only ones claimed by the forest. Locals believe that over 1,000 people have entered the forest and been lost forever. The most often told tale is that of a young five-year-old girl who was in the forest with her parents, and one moment she was there, and the next she was gone. They frantically searched everywhere for her, calling out her name, but there was no sign of her. There was a huge search, but she wasn't found. The police led an investigation, exploring all possibilities. It soon became clear, sadly, that with no evidence found, no suspects for her potential abduction, that the trail was going to grow cold quickly. For her parents they were living a daily nightmare. All they wanted more than anything was their little girl home, with them safe and sound. Weeks passed by with no news. Those weeks became months, and after five long years, the girl's parents accepted that they'd never see their daughter again. She'd be ten years old now if she was still alive, but they didn't believe that she was. They needed closure so they could move on with their lives as difficult as that would be, and before long they'd get it. One day, a little over five years after the girl's disappearance, a young girl was seen wandering around outside of Hoyabachu Forest. She seemed confused, lost and all alone. People approached her to ask if she needed help, but she was incoherent. The police were called and were stunned to find that she was the young girl who'd vanished, seemingly off the face of the planet five years earlier. Her parents were overjoyed. They were reunited with their daughter, who they'd all but given up on being still alive let alone being able to take her home. However, despite her being missing for five years, 
she had not aged a single day. She looked exactly as she did when she had vanished. Her hair hadn't grown, she was wearing the same clothes that were completely clean, also she had no recollection of being missing for five years. As far as she knew, she'd been with her parents playing in the woods, then she couldn't find them, so she left the woods looking for them, and that's when the helpful members of the public came to her aid. This is an incredible story, but is that all it is? In all the accounts of this tale, which are generally pretty consistent in their telling, there are no names, no dates, and I can't find a single newspaper article about the incident, which would have been a huge news story in the area. But of course, just because I couldn't find it documented anywhere, doesn't mean it's not true. There's another well-known story, and this is of a woman back in the 1400s vanishing in the forest with a coin from the time in her pocket. She disappeared, and in the early 20th century, which was 500 years later, a woman walked out of the forest dressed in unusual clothing, confused, disorientated, and with a 15th century coin in her pocket. Paranormal researchers, nature enthusiasts, and thrill seekers visit the forest in search of answers, attempting to document and understand the inexplicable phenomena that occur within its boundaries. In the 1960s, biologist Alexandru Sift carried out a study in the forest, documenting unusual anomalies, such as the bent and twisted trees, which all appear to grow in a clockwise formation. There is one tree that has grown into a complete arc that you can walk through, and locals believe that this may be the portal to another dimension. Further investigations have since been conducted by experts in various fields, including geology, parapsychology and UFOlogy. In the 1970s, Adrian Patrut, who was a professor of chemistry and an officer of the Romanian Society of Parapsychology, studied the forest and was unable to offer much more in way of explanation for the bizarre happenings at Hoya Bachu. Although he did say that something called bioplasma, which is four-dimensional space, ectoplasm, and unconscious projections of psychic energy, may go some way to explaining what makes this place so special, so unique. Despite efforts to demystify the forest, scientific explanations have been limited. Some theories attribute the unusual tree formations to strong winds and abnormal growth patterns, while others suggest the presence of magnetic anomalies or underground geological factors. However, none of these theories provide a comprehensive explanation for the full range of reported phenomena. Beyond its supernatural reputation, the Hoya Bachu forest has a profound psychological impact on those who visit. The dense foliage, the silence broken only by rustling leaves and creaking branches, and the lingering feeling of being watched create an eerie atmosphere. Visitors often report experiencing feelings of anxiety, dizziness and even nausea, leading to theories of the forest's alleged energy vortexes or magnetic anomalies. Whether these sensations are the result of genuine phenomena or simply the power of suggestion, the psychological impact of the forest cannot be ignored. In recent years, the Hoya Bachu Forest has gained international recognition as a tourist attraction, helped by television shows such as Destination Truth and Ghost Adventures, who have investigated the forest, seeking out the ghosts believed to roam here after dark. The interest in this spooky forest is now so big that enterprise and tour companies offer haunted forest experiences. Visitors from all over the world are drawn to its allure, seeking to experience the forest's mysterious aura firsthand. 
guided tours led by knowledgeable local guides are available, offering visitors the chance to learn about the forest's history, myths, legends, and the ghosts and aliens that lurk in the darkness. These tours often include visits to the most infamous sites within the forest, such as the clearing, and locations of notable UFO sightings. For those who prefer a more immersive experience, overnight camping trips can be arranged. This allows visitors to spend the night within the forest's eerie embrace. This is not for the faint of heart, as many campers have reported strange occurrences and unexplained noises throughout the night, and the tour guides themselves that organise these overnight camping trips would by their own admission rather sleep anywhere else other than in the middle of Hoyabachu Forest. Whereas tourists flock to the infamous forest, many of the locals know better. They believe that the forest is cursed and has to be avoided at all costs. Not all tourists come for the paranormal aspects of the forest. It truly is a delightful place to while away the hours. If you're willing to run the risk of walking into the forest and disappearing, there is rich nature to be found in the dense woodland, such as wild boars, deers, owls and woodpeckers. There are marked walking trails and it's popular with joggers, cyclists and dog walkers. The Hoyabachu Forest Night Run takes place every July, and there are two different runs, either 10km, which is 6.2 miles, or 21km, which is 13 miles. It's a unique experience which starts with a light show and ends with a 1am award ceremony and so far no runners have been lost to the forest. The Hoyabachu forest has also become an integral part of Romanian folklore and culture. It has inspired numerous works of literature, art and films, perpetuating its mystique and ensuring its place in the collective imagination of both locals and the wider world. The Hoyabachu forest's history is a captivating tapestry of ancient traditions, supernatural legends and modern day intrigue. Its enigmatic reputation continues to fascinate and bewilder those who venture into its depths, while scientific explanation has shed some light on certain aspects of the forest. The true nature of its mysteries remain elusive. The Hoyabachu forest stands as a testament to the enduring allure of the unknown and the remarkable power of nature to capture our imagination. The independent newspaper ran a story in September 2021 when a reporter, Sophie Buchan, went to Romania and dared to visit the forest at night, led by Alex Serdikan, who offers guided tours of Hoyabachu Forest for around £25. While in the clearing, Alex said, Once I came here, I found 60 people from Bucharest trying to open a gate to another dimension. He also showed Sophie pictures of the forest, photo-bombed by shadowy figures, one clearly showing a man in the traditional dress of northern Romania. Sophie wrote in her article, Originally, I'd asked whether we could camp in the forest overnight, having been told it was possible. Our guide Alex politely rebuffed me, blaming the October weather. But it turns out he doesn't like sleeping in the forest. The first time he camped overnight, he tells me, Once we're inside it, he and his friends kept being awoken by a very loud hoof noise, like a horse or a particularly large deer. Every time they would stick their head out from the tent to investigate, the noise would stop. The next time he slept in a hammock to get closer to whatever was causing the sound. His visit was cut short when a bat smashed into his face. I asked Alex the creepiest thing that has happened to him on the tours. Well there was a man who went crazy thinking he'd met a demon. He'd just got a massive tattoo of a demon on his chest to ward off demons. But the scariest thing happened to my colleague. 
He once did an extended night tour one-on-one with a very morbid man who talked about his obsession with death, how he enjoyed being with people as they die, watching them die. That was a very long night for Marius. Alex and Marius are famous in Japan, where 20 million people watched a documentary about ghost hunting Hoyabachu in 2015. They've come a long way since 2013, when they were contemplating starting a business taking tourists into the forest, and their friends declared they were nuts. They said, even locals are too scared to come to the forest. Foreigners will think you are going to take them into a dark, creepy place and rip out their kidneys. There are some fascinating posts about Hoyabachu Forest on Reddit, with one redditor called Razvan RFM posting earlier this year, I've been there hundreds of times and one time something paranormal happened in which both our phone batteries died in a very quick succession and after we left the forest they charged back up right before our eyes. This happened when we decided to mess around as if the forest was haunted. I told my friend to go near the bushes and to take a picture as if he was a ghost. Then my battery got drained right in front of my eyes and my flashlight turned off. We ran out of the forest as it was dark and we had no light and we were freaked out. What felt like 30 minutes at best was actually at least 4 hours. Since then we decided to respect the place when we go through and I'll never mess around again. On another reddit thread, a redditor named Ella de Nuevo posted 5 years ago. I actually used to live very close to Hoya and the general consensus amongst kids was no going in there after dark. We used to spend winters slaying there and summers barbecuing with our families, but we would always pack up before dark. It's quite a large forest, and most of the phenomena I've read about relates to a specific part of it. When I was a teenager, I went through a bit of a rough period, and I became quite fearless. So amongst other stupid things I've done at the time, I decided I really wanted to see the forest at night time. So my boyfriend and I went there and got our flashlights, but it was a pretty clear night with light coming from the moon so it didn't seem scary. We walked through the forest, and when we got to the clearing, it got a bit weird. There was a noticeable temperature change and it got darker, even though it should have been the opposite given that there are very few trees, if any, in the clearing. Both my boyfriend and I felt a little bit on edge, so we wrapped our adventure up pretty quickly. I think we were there for about 10-15 minutes before deciding to head back and I still remember it felt unnaturally cold. Nothing else happened and we didn't feel in danger, just really uncomfortable. I was inspired to cover Hoyabachu Forest on the podcast following an email I received from Adrian Barbu, a Romanian national who used to live in Cluj-Napoca, only a couple of miles away from the forest, who wrote of a time that he took his dog for a long walk on a crisp autumn day. I had been to Hoya Forest many times, as it's a beautiful forest not far from where I lived, and there's something magical about it, and I don't mean the ghost stories that everybody local to it knows. The forest was pretty busy. I saw cyclists, other dog walkers and runners. I heard birds in the trees and there were crunchy autumn leaves on the ground. I found myself in the clearing. It's a strange place with nothing growing here, but I've been here countless times before and it's just another part of the forest. Today though something was different. My dog began to whimper and wouldn't walk any further. I was the only person here so I didn't know what was wrong. I gave her a stroke but she was staring at something and wouldn't look at me. She was shaking. I wasn't sure what was wrong. I put her lead back on and walked her out of the clearing. Before long she was back to her normal self. We got back home shortly afterwards and my wife asked if the dog and I had had such a great time that we decided to turn our walk into a day out. I asked what she meant and she said that we'd been gone for hours. 
I laughed thinking she was joking. But she didn't know what I was laughing at. I looked at my watch and was scared, shocked, stunned all at once. I had left the house just before 9am and we'd been out no more than an hour, an hour and a half at most. It was now three in the afternoon. I'd been gone six hours. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. You can follow How Haunted on Twitter at at How Haunted Pod or over on Instagram at How Haunted Pod where you will see photos galore relating to Hoyabachu Forest. If you want to get in touch, you can do so by visiting the website at www.how-haunted.com or you can email me directly at rob at how-haunted.com Feedback, location, suggestions and your own experiences are all more than welcome. Feel free to ask me any questions you like and I'll answer them all on a dedicated Q&A episode. If you'd like to support the show, you can sign up to one of three Patreon tiers. They start at as little as £1. If you'd like to get early access to episodes, as well as access to exclusive episodes where you can join me on an actual paranormal investigation and hear the audio as it happened, you can gain access right now for less than the price of a pint. And there's 10 episodes of this nature waiting for you. There's also a tier where not only do you get all of that, but you can get yourself some exclusive How Haunted merch, including a mug and a t-shirt, as well as join me on an actual paranormal investigation via live stream. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash howhauntedpod to find out more. If you aren't a fan of Patreon, or perhaps would prefer to make a one-off donation to the podcast, why not donate £2 to buy me a coffee by going to buymeacoffee.com forward slash howhauntedpod. All the information on how you can support How Haunted is in the podcast episode description and over on the website. I'm running a competition where two winners will win a signed copy of one of my new books. There is a copy of Illustrated Tales of Northumberland, which was released back in February, and a copy of Paranormal Northumberland, which was released in May for grabs. On the 16th of July, I'll be walking 28 miles to raise money for Cancer Research UK, in memory of my dear friend John, who lost his battle in 2017, aged only 34. To enter the competition, as well as supporting the charity, if you can afford to do so, please consider heading over to justgiven.com forward slash page forward slash walk for John 2023. That's walk, the number four, John with an H, 2023. The link is in this podcast episode description and sponsor me whatever you can afford. Then just drop me an email at rob at how-haunted.com and I'll pop your name in the hat. I'll do the draw at the end of July and ship the books out to the two lucky winners anywhere in the world. If you've enjoyed this episode, if enjoy is the right word, then please subscribe and review the podcast on your podcast provider of choice. It really does help other people to find How Haunted. Next time out, we're taking our first steps on a ghost walk through the most haunted city in the United States of America. In the first of a two-part special, we will look at a pub where a grumpy ghost pushes people around, smashes bottles and grabs staff by their ankles. We'll go to a restaurant where females were being locked inside a toilet cubicle on such a regular basis that the lock had to be removed, and a hotel used as a makeshift hospital during the Civil War, that during renovations, amputated human bones were found belonging to soldiers who'd had their limbs removed due to injury in battle. These soldiers remain here, and their agonising screams are still heard. 
Find out all about these locations and more next week, when we begin our ghost walk of Savannah, Georgia. Thank you so much for accompanying me for our paranormal adventures once again. Stay safe, and join me next time, when we will once again ask the question, How haunted?